Welcome to the Nerd Stalgic Podcast with your host, the Ginger On a lonely stretch of Welsh coastline, a fisherman is killed by a hideous creature from beneath the waves. When the Doctor and Rose arrive, they discover a village where the children are plagued by nightmares and the nights are ruled by monsters. The villagers suspect that ailing industrialist Nathaniel Morton is to blame, but the Doctor has suspicions of his own. Who are the ancient figures that sleep in the old priory? And what is the light that glows in the disused lighthouse on Black Island? As children's nightmares get worse, the Doctor and Rose discover an alien plot to resurrect an ancient evil. Doctor Who, The Nightmare of Black Island by Mike Tucker. Howdy beans, and welcome back to another exciting episode of the Nerd Stagit Podcast with your host, me, Luke the Human. Hope you're doing well, hope you're good. As per usual, as you heard in that wonderful plot summary, uh, we will be looking at the Doctor Who novel, The Nightmare of Black Island by Mike Tucker. But before we get into today's topic, just want to do a bit of housekeeping, because I like to keep my house nice and clean. So if you haven't yet already, make sure that you follow me on Twitter at nerdstagic underscore pod to be kept up to date on everything and anything that I am doing. Uh, also, if you listen to this on YouTube, don't forget to like, comment and subscribe. Currently, I'm at 132 subscribers and growing, uh, which is absolutely wonderful. So for everybody who is subscribed to the YouTube channel and who is following me there, thank you very, very much. It means uh, the absolute world to me. Uh, and so, yeah, so today we're doing more sort of Doctor Who. Uh, it's been a while since I've done a Doctor Who novel. I think the last time I did it Ooh, was possibly November, which was before the uh, 60th anniversary specials. Uh, the the Star Beast, the Wobbly Yonder, and the Giggle, and then we had the Christmas special. Uh, basically, from the near to the end of November all the way up to December, it was Doctor Who madness. I generally felt like I was a Doctor Who centric um, podcast at that stage like i wasn't doing anything else but doctor who so if you wasn't a doctor who fan at that point i do apologize but if you was a doctor who fan you got your boots full for christmas most definitely um but for anybody that doesn't know um who is not, uh, not aware or is jumping on straight here um since last year season two i have been taking a slow sort of journey into um series two of doctor who series two being the 10th doctor and rose or David Tennant and Billy Piper. And as I've been reading a novel, I've been watching the show. And I'm trying to watch it chronologically, kind of in the way of how you would do back in the 2005, 2006, has um, that you would sort of watch an episode and then a new book would release. And that's basically how I'm trying to basically experience these books because what i found throughout my journey is the fact of there are a lot of continuity 
moments in there like there are hints to the future there are hints to uh, moments in other episodes in prior episodes and stuff like that and again i've read the not the first novels for the ninth doctor and rose christopher eccleston and billy piper and they had a lot of hints to bad wolf before we even found out what bad wolf was and i'm starting to notice things in these books as well of hints to Torchwood and, and stuff like that so I'm having a lot of fun in enjoying them, getting those little nuggets of information and getting those little continuity moments. And I'm enjoying the books. Like None of them have been crap so far. They've all been quite wonderful. They've all been at least a four to five stars. So it's been absolutely incredible. So that is to, to kind of bring you up to date. Um, one thing that I do as well with these episodes is because I don't do a very, very long book review um, when I actually get around to finishing them, I like to kind of fill the intro with Doctor Who updates, basically. Um, so the first few updates I want to talk about is my sort of Doctor Who episodes that I did that I mentioned um, earlier. So as I mentioned, at the end of, near to the end of November, the beginning of, almost to the end of, of December, really, I did nothing but Doctor Who. So I did the Resurrection Casket which was the book that comes came out before this one that you should read before this one. If you haven't listened to the episode, please do give that a listen. That one's a lot of fun. It's set in space. It's it's very much Treasure Island, Treasure Planet meets Doctor Who. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a real proper adventure story. Um, if you want to get lost, that's a great one to uh, enjoy. And it's the same with a lot of the books. It's the fact of you don't have to read them in order like I'm reading them in um, because they they are their own standalone episodes their own standalone novel stories um, but if you want the true full experience obviously you read sort of one after the other but if you are looking for a fun little one the resurrection casket is one for you uh, then i did a review of the second doctor who movie doctor who daleks invasion earth 2150 ad uh, then i did a review of the star beast and then I did it a wobbly yonder, then the giggle, then I gave a bit of a break, and that on the and then I did a review on the uh, Christmas special, the church on Ruby Road, and then I finally um the last episode that I did of twenty twenty three was my review of the Doctor Who the movie from nineteen ninety six with Paul McGann. So there's been a lot of Doctor Who episodes uh, that you should check out on the podcast. So if you are new to the podcast and you haven't listened to any of the Doctor Who things that I've done so far, there's a huge variety just there from November uh, to, to December. There are other things as well, other episodes, and I am planning on covering more Doctor Who topics in the future, not just the books and not just the modern series. I would like to go back now that they're all on uh, BBC iPlayer and look at all the sort of older Doctor Who episodes and kind of break them down sort of thing and i should be able to get through those a lot quicker because i won't be reading the books uh, i'll just be watching watching the episodes and reviewing each season as they come so there's a lot to look forward to and if you are a doctor who fan and you're stepping in here there's a lot to sort of catch up on and to devour if that is you like uh what you hear in today's episode fingers crossed you do because i work really, really hard and i'm a huge doctor who fan so fingers crossed you decide to stick around uh Next thing I want to talk about is um, sort of carrying on with my Doctor Who sort of journey. So currently I'm on series two, episode eight, which is the Impossible Planet. Um, I have 
stopped here. I haven't watched The Impossible Planet yet. Obviously, I have watched it before. But in terms of this little journey, I haven't watched this episode yet. Um, simple reason. Because as this book and the next book, which is The Art of Destruction, they all come before The Impossible Planet in continuity-wise. They're all set before it. They, they all sort of take place before the episode. But the Price of Paradise, which is the final sort of Tenth Doctor and Rose novel, um, is actually comes after the Impossible Planet. So um, once I managed to get this book finished, The Nightmare of Black Island, and then the next book, The Price of Paradise, um, done, then I can um, watch the Impossible Planet, and then um, I can finish the rest of the series in full which what i'll probably end up doing is once i finish the series i'll probably end up going back and re-watching the second series and taking notes and then i'll be able to get around to actually properly reviewing uh series two of doctor who in its full in its entirety that more than likely won't come until later on in the um in the year but hopefully it will come in series three because it shouldn't take me too long to get around to reading the rest of these books because there's only three left if i'm adding in this one there's only three left so i Shouldn't take me too long. So, fingers crossed. Um, so, my impressions so far on this book, like I'm not very far in. I'm only 80 pages in out of, I think it's about 300. So, I'm 80 pages in out of 250 pages. Um, so far, I love it. I enjoy it. My initial impressions are, I love it when Doctor Who goes horror. Uh, my, not just from the name, but obviously from this What's happened so far in the story, it's very horror-filled. Like, it reminds me if I'm reading Stephen King. Like, it feels very sort of Pennywise, it sort of feeling to it. Obviously, I can't elaborate as to why because, again, spoilers, but also the fact that I actually haven't gotten that far in the story to really fully elaborate on what I mean because I don't know what I mean fully. That's just It's just a feeling that I'm getting so far. Um, but I've mentioned it before on, on prior episodes. On one of the, um, the Feasts of the Dow, Dow, Drowned, a book review that I did, I really gushed as to my love of horror and why I love when Doctor Who goes full horror. Because one of the joys of science fiction and one of the joys of even fantasy, but specifically science fiction for this point is what I'm trying to make, is the fact of we don't know what's out in, in space. We don't know. We only know what happens here on this planet to an extent anyway. And the idea of going out into space being incredibly dangerous and going to distant planets. We don't know what kind of creatures and, and uh, monsters and all sort of alien life is like out there. It could be friendly. It could be hostile. It could be incredibly vicious. We don't know. And that's the fear. And that's kind of what sort of the, the, the alien franchise is built off of. And the whole idea of we don't know what's out there. So it's the next frontier. It's incredibly scary. And obviously why the thing is so popular. And I love it when Doctor Who itself decides to go the horror route because it works so perfectly um, in in episodes when you get to watch it on the screen or when you get to experience it with uh, the books. Because, again, if you if you break it down, the Cybermen is all body horror about what they do, how they kind of upgrade human, upgrade humans and species. They take them and chop them up and that all that's left is, is like a brain and a heart but the rest is just replaced with hardware it's the same with uh, the daleks the daleks are very terrifying but it's it's all about sort of 
um, mutations and changing the the human body and that sort of thing. And if you actually look what's inside a Dalek, it's quite grotesque. And it, Doctor Who at heart is very got a lot of horror aspects to it and i love it when they when they lean into that and it's the reason why i love the book so much is because they lean into that horror so much obviously i will get around to elaborating that a lot more when i've actually finished the book but so far it's very spooky it's got kind of very creepy um it's very stephen king s sort of feel feel of it and the whole story revolves around nightmares and we all know because we've all had nightmares how sort of vivid and uh, realistic and monstrous a lot of the creatures and beings in our nightmares can be and think of that think of your worst ever nightmare the worst nightmare you ever had the worst sort of creature or being your imagination was able to conjure and then imagine meeting that creature in front of you and it was chasing you through a forest absolutely terrifying um generally pardon the pun horrifying you know very nightmare endearing so that's the sort of idea and concept i'm picking up so far so generally my first impressions 80 pages in I'm loving it. I'm taking it slow. I'm trying to devour a thing. Of course, when I read these novels, I try to take down notes of things that I I notice in in terms of continuity, in terms of things that I I thought were interesting, parts I want to mention, um, that sort of thing. So, so far, so good. And hopefully I can get around to finishing it. I've got some free time coming up, so I'll be able to get it finished soon. But yeah, my first impressions is it's it's pretty good. Hopefully it stays that way and it, it sticks to landing. I feel like it will because so far, and I'm going to shoot myself in the leg, out of all the Doctor Who novels that I have read so far, only one really sort of let me down. Um, but even then, it, instead of it was more like a free start, it was, it was good, but it wasn't the full cigar. You know, it was great, but it wasn't Carlin. Uh, the rest have been four to five stars. So, so far, I haven't been disappointed. So I have my fingers crossed. And that is that, really. That's all I've got to say for the introduction. Um, I'm going to go off now and read a bit more of the novel. You lucky lot will get to hear my full review um, right now. So, without further ado, allons-y. So, I've not long finished reading The Nightmare of Black Island. And to be honest, my first impressions is it's really good. It's not a five star. Like, I'm not going to say it's the best book ever. Uh, but I'll get onto the reason as to why near to the end when I start talking about the plot and the overall sort of enemy bad guy of the story. Um, but overall, it is a good, solid, great, condensed story. Um, my only real downside is the fact of I wish it was a bit longer. A few more things I wish were flushed out a bit more. That the uh, big sort of boss fight scene sort of event happens at the end was possibly a bit longer because it feels that the sort of beginning and the middle, sort of the build up to this gradual sort of. Well, I'm trying best not to. I'm trying to speak sort of as vague as possible because I don't want to go into spoilers. But sort of the build up to the big bad, shall we say, kind of goes like, oh, my God, wow, big bad. And then it kind of just ends really, really quickly. It's like, oh, that was really anticlimactic. Um, so that's my only real downside of this story is the fact of I was hoping for a big sort of incredible ending. And it kind of just ended really, really quickly. And that, for me, took a star away. That's the reason why I can't rate it a five star uh, 
amazing, fantastic, out of this world, blow your mind, change your life sort of book. It's a four star. It's still great, but it's not the best. You know, if if you kind of get what I'm trying to um, say. So that's my overall sort of first impressions. As for the plot and the story, I really enjoyed the the, the plot here and, and the idea behind it. Um, what this book tries to do, and I've said this one times, I've said this a million times, and I'll say this until I'm blue in the face. I love when Doctor Who goes on the side of horror. The reason being is the fact of when Doctor Who decides to go full horror, that is when it benefits perfectly. Because the very roots, the very idea of, of Doctor Who is not just science fiction, but is very much sort of in the horror genre. If you actually look into the um, genesis of the Daleks, of how the Daleks were made, how the Daleks were created, what they are, what a Dalek is underneath that battle unit, uh, it's same with the Cybermen. If you actually look at what the Cybermen are and how they work, blah, blah, blah. And I could literally have any other of the aliens and monsters in Doctor Who and I could say, look, if you look really into their history of how they came about, there was and there is a lot of horror in Doctor Who. And I love it when it leans on the horror side of things. Because there were times in this book where it felt like Stephen King. It felt like if Stephen King was to write or sort of pen uh, a synopsis of what he would do for sort of Doctor Who um, short horror story, this is in that vein. Yes, it's not overly horror, so it's not like going to scare you to death. It's not going to terrify young children. But it will get your mind racing it will get your sort of thoughts going especially for myself being an older reader and somebody who's read a lot of horror and a lot of stephen king and a lot i've seen a lot of the sort of scarier sort of episodes of doctor that i love it when it goes into this route and i said this for feast of the damned was the fact of what i loved about that book was the fact it just took a complete left turn into the horror genre. It was spooky. It was creepy. Uh, it was very goose fleshy. There were moments when I was like, uh, like proper disgusted. And I felt terrified for the Doctor, for Rose, for Jackie, for all the characters that appear in that story. I had no idea what was going to happen. Uh, the twists and turns were incredible. And it's kind of the same here. It's a fact of there are monsters and creatures in this book that are pure imagination a pure nightmare uh, fuel and that's kind of what the story revolves about is the fact of you have these monsters called the sinrog i think like i'm pronouncing that wrong or sinrog or sinrog i don't feel like as i was reading the book i was pronouncing these enemies right um but this enemy the sinrog they are basically using telepathy um to make the children of this little sort of town uh, village in wales fall to sleep and while they're asleep they're manipulating their consciousness and they're manipulating their innocence and their sort of imaginations um to weaponize it basically so that only children could think of the most horrible creatures known to man sort of the non-evolutionary sort of monsters that are just a hodgepodge of big claws giant tusks and huge eyes hairy really sort of boogeyman sort of things and we all know as, as growing up as children we all had horrible nightmares we all had really vivid uh ideas and concepts of what the boogeyman was and i, I myself many times i had nightmares that i'd wake up in the middle of the night panting really terrified we've all had those sort of dreams um 
and they've been weaponized against the people of this town. And without going to spoilers, as the story progresses, you learn as to why the Simrog are there, what they're trying to do, what their overall goal is with actually manipulating these children's dreams and why they're using the nightmares and X, Y, and Z. And it's very, very fascinating. And the doctor, when he first lands there with, with Rose, he has no idea what's going on. He's never seen these creatures before. It's a completely new entity. And another thing that I love about reading the books as well is the fact of, yeah, don't wrong, it's great to see like the Savine, or it's great to see the Daleks or the Cybermen or the Silurians or the nesting conscious and that sort of thing. It, it's wonderful to see these creatures show up in, in the books. But I love it when you have a writer who's like, look, just write a Doctor Who story. Create new villains. Create a new alien race. It doesn't matter. Use an old one. Use a new one. Just do what you want. And I love that because then it, you don't, you're not constricted to having to follow the, the rules of the show. All you have to do is follow is the fact of the Doctor, Companion, um, maybe Psychic Paper, Sonic Screwdriver, TARDIS. That's about it, really. You, you, like, as, apart from the few small details, and he has like he's a Time Lord, blah, blah, blah you, you're not constrained. You, there's no sort of moment where you feel like, oh, I have to, as a writer, that is, I have to make sure that I stick to this story, to that story. It's a fact of... New enemy, new plot, blah, blah, blah. Do what you want. Go for it. And I, I feel like these books benefit from that. It really, really does. Um, and the whole sort of the end, which I will get to very, very shortly. Um, but with the whole sort of plot and the twists, you're learning as the Doctor learns in this story. Because the Doctor, he's kind of... I've always imagined the Doctor's Columbo. He knows what's going on. He's always 10, 20 steps ahead of everybody else. But in this one, he's ahead... But he's unsure. And it's again, it's wonderful to see the Doctor unsure. Because there's moments of like, we love to see him when he's a genius and he knows what's going to happen and he just plays the fool until he needs to be the genius. But in this one, he's still the genius, but he's unsure because he can't understand as to how this is happening. Um, and it's not until the slowly sort of the strands and, and the twists and the turns start to be revealed where you are surprised when the Doctor's surprised. And at the same time, you are that fear, that nightmare fuel, that sort of really creepy brutalness. Because again, this book is brutal. There is blood, there is gore, there is very visceral descriptions of people being torn apart and people dying. Uh, two of these monsters, these beasts, it's 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 not graphic, you know, it's, it's not overly sort of in your face, Robert, Robert James Herbert sort of thing. Um, but it's still very much in the vein of, oh God, this is something that, I would love to see on the TV show, but the BBC would never do. I'm glad I'm reading the books because I'm getting it. I'm getting what I want somewhere else, but I'm still getting the Doctor Who, if that makes sense. I feel like I've not explained that properly. Basically, I'm getting Doctor Who, but I'm getting the Doctor Who that what I'd like to see, but we'd never see, basically. Um, and I really enjoyed this book for that. Now, as again, for the ending, one of the downsides of it, and again, I would try to be as vague as possible, is the fact of there is a big bad, there is a big monster, like a big sort of evil alien. Um, and I would say there's a fight scene, but it's not really a fight scene. It's just the fact of, and again, I know 
it's Doctor Who, and I I get it. And I know these books aren't meant to be overly like huge novels. They're not meant to be really long. They're meant to be like a short book that you can finish within less than a week, sort of thing. Depends how quick you are as a reader. Um, but that being said, there is a moment at the end of the story where the Doctor basically saves a day because he is clever and because Rose happens to, um. She doesn't herself, but somebody that they're with flicks a switch and then the battle just ends and that's it. And it just feels like the end of the story is just rushed to like, okay, big bad saved, all all is well, all is good. All right, time to enter things now and end this book. And that was my biggest downside was the fact that we had this huge build-up to this huge twist, this big monster, this big event, this big moment. It happens and it comes and it's incredible and it's epic and it's fearful because you don't know what's going to happen. And the, the doctor is fearful. He hopes that Rose is going to save him and that Rose is going to make the right choice and everything's going to plan out the way he hopes it would do, that it's not too late. And just before the carnage and all the sort of epicness that the book is building up to happens, it's cut short straight away. Monsters defeated, and that's it. It's the fact. Okay, all is well. Come on, Rose. Time to get back into the TARDIS. We're out of here. We're a, it's a boo boo. And that's my only downside is the fact of everything else up to that point, perfect, five star. The end, it loses a star because it just feels rushed. It feels like the writer kind of had this huge, incredible build up, and. Flounders is a, is a horrible word to use. Um, it's not a very fair word, shall I say. Um, most of the fact of it, it just felt like the author got to the end and it just felt like, okay, I've got, I've, got, I've got to end it now. That's it. Done. And that's the only downside. And it's a shame because this is the first Mike Tucker um, book, novel, Doctor Who novel of his that I've read. Um, I have listened to a few other of his big finish um, stories. If I get Goodreads up on here now. Um, I've listened to his other big finish stories and I've loved them. They've been absolutely great. Uh, Mike Tucker. So he did, or should I say he has done as it decides to load. So he did The Nightmare Black Island. He's also done The Doctor Who, The Crawl in Terror, uh, Doctor Who, Snow Globe 7, Doctor Who, The Silurian Gift. Those ones I haven't listened to. Uh, He's also done for Big Finish Doctor Who, The Genocide Machine with the uh, Seventh Doctor, which is absolutely incredible. I highly recommend that one. It's with Sylvester McCoy and Sophie Aldridge are in that one. He did a story in Tales of Terror, which I've read uh, last Halloween, which was fantastic. He's done other ones like Illegal Alien, um, Doll Breeding, which was a Big Finish story. He's done a lot for Doctor Who. And this is my first foray into him um, actually writing a novel. He Again, as I mentioned, he has another novels. He did one for the 13th Doctor. He did another one for the 10th Doctor and Martha. And he did a short story with the 11th Doctor called The Silurian Gift. So I do look forward to reading more of his work and listen to more of his work with Big Finish. Um, it just feels here... I don't know, it just feels like he, he he rushed the end. And maybe that was a, an unfair comment to make because, again, I don't... I'm not him. I don't know. I'm not the writer. It just feels that way to me, you know. Um, so that's my only, again, caveat of it. But as 
you all know and hopefully you know or you will know if you've been listening to my book reviews um, of the Doctor Who, my little Doctor Who adventure here, that at the end I like to talk about the continuity um, and bits of trivia that I notice as I read these books because these books have tons of it. Uh, I love, I loved it more so in the um, Ninth Doctor era when I was reading his books because you had this whole bad wolf and obviously I knew what Bad Wolf was going into those books because I happened to grow up with the TV show and a, a bit as a big fan. I already know what this whole thing of Bad Wolf is. But as I was reading them, it was fun to go back and to read Bad Wolf and to think, you might if, if you had never watched the show in the first series in full and then you, and you've just read the books as you was watching the first series, you would just look over Bad Wolf completely and not think of it at all. And you would just keep going. And then maybe if you was aware enough, you might notice it. Because uh, there's a lot of mentions of Bad Wolf always pops up in those books. And then since then, I've actually been noting down from reading the books all the continuity um, moments that are mentioned from, like, if it's from Aliens or it's Scenes or it's like, even if it's as simple as a, as a Gronk Burger in the last book. These small things I like to kind of note down and uh, tell you about um, in this section. So... What I found was that the Doctor sees apparitions which were generated from Rose's memory. Uh, there is a scene in the book where Rose's sort of uh, memory gets projected into a physical form um, and you get to see the likes of the nesting consciousness, which are the Autons. Um, that was first shown. Um, I think John Pertwee was the first people who had the Autons. But for most fans of these these books, the the sort of new Doctor Who, uh, their first times they would have seen Autons was in Rose, the first Doctor Who episode of the Royal series. Um, then you had uh, a apparition of the, and I'm going to, sh- hopefully I don't struggle with this now, see if I can get it in one, the Rax Macaulay Phalabatorius, Phalabatorian, um, Alien Rage, which are the Slovene, uh, which we saw first in Aliens of London. I love the Slovene. I have been campaigning for years, um, and I've been more so recently since Russell um, T. Davis came back as showrunner that I really want the Slovene back. I want more stories with the Slovene. Uh, I love them. Why don't we see more Slovene? I don't know. But yes, Rax McCoy's Falipatorius, Falipatorian, Falipatorius. The point is them, Slovene. They're, they're get mentioned in this um, and you also actually see them as well as well as Daleks which again was in the part of the ways and obviously we all know Daleks from all of Doctor um, then sort of the Doctor makes a jokes um, about Monsters in Assembly in Cardiff which is sort of Boomtown which is series uh, 1 um, I think because Mike Tucker worked on series 1 I think he worked on series 2 as well actually um, but one thing I, I noticed that really made me smile now, I'm probably going to lose a lot of listeners here. If people have stuck around this far, I'm probably going to lose a lot of people because I feel like my credibility is going to, going to go down uh, being a Doctor Who fan. Um, but I feel like I've mentioned this before. And if not, you know, I do apologize for the surprise. Um, I've never watched Torchwood. Never. I've always wanted to watch Torchwood. Never got the chance to. Um, basically, Doctor Who and Torchwood were on around about the same time. And growing up, there was only one TV in the house. And I was lucky enough to be like, look, you can watch Doctor Who, but that's it. You know, so it was either Doctor Who, Primeval or Torchwood. Obviously, I chose Doctor Who, so I never got to 
catch up on primeval i never got to catch up on torchwood and there was no streaming so if you missed it you missed it you just had to hope that it was going to be reshown another day um and that was it basically you just had to kind of had fingers crossed so i missed torchwood but i am planning on going back and watching torchwood and, and reviewing them and there are a lot of torchwood books so i was looking thinking about looking into reading the books as well but that's a whole different case and that's a whole different topic for uh, another day but the reason i bring it up is the fact of there is a torchwood easter egg um in this book and i'm going to read you um a section from the book that actually doesn't mention torchwood by name but it's, it's a very sort of hush hush wink wink um sort of scene that when i read it i was like oh that's quite clever um and i'll explain as to why it's so clever afterwards but so this is a moment uh an excerpt, shall we say, from the book. Another monster, all fangs and horns and fur. Whatever was going on here was clearly terrifying the children. A flurry of rain rattled the window, and Addie looked up fearful. Rose patted her head, hand. It's just the wind. Ali nodded and returned to her drawing, but she kept a wary eye on the curtains. At the bar, the doctor was getting frustrated. But surely you've tried to tell someone about what's going on. Oh yes, sure. Bob Perry took a long gulp of his pint. Monsters roaming the streets. That's really going to sound good. Think that the assembly in Cardiff has got a department that deals with that, do you? The doctor says, you might be surprised, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, so we all kind of know what he's hinting at there. Maybe if you'd read this back when it first came out, maybe you'd not have noticed. But why I feel like this is a... a sort of a Torchwood reference not just because the fact of that's where Torchwood is based in the assembly in Cardiff but also this little sort of bit bit of detail that I found so this book was released on the 21st November 2006 the first ever episode of Torchwood well, season one uh what on season one episode one it aired on the 22nd of October 2006 so a month later uh the first episode of torchwood drops which is everything changes again never watched torchwood so i i, I can't really go into talk, talk about it because i don't know um anything about the show at the moment sadly but am i crazy thinking that's a torchwood reference it's got to be a torchwood reference reference right because that's what torchwood are for obviously torchwood was more of a uh, an adult gritty version of doctor who but they did go after monsters, as far as I'm aware, as far as I've been told and what I've seen. They go after sort of monsters and creatures and aliens and that sort of thing. So, you know, it, it's up in the air. Um, but I, I, it feels like an Easter egg to me. Um, but yeah, so that's the reason why I say is the fact of it was a bit of like this book came out in September and then in October, Tushrod comes out. I don't know. Maybe it's on the nose. Kind of interesting is all. But that is all she wrote. That is my overall impressions. Um, this book is fantastic. Yes, the ending is a bit sort of rushed. But everything else about it is fun. Uh, it leans on the horror. It's creepy. It's spooky. It's very Stephen King feeling. There were many times where I felt like it felt like Derry. It felt like the whole town felt like Derry. And these monsters were like Pennywise sort of apparitions monsters sort of thing um it was very terrifying and very gory quite brutal um but fun and adventurous and there are twists and turns and it's very well done um and i enjoyed it i really really did this is actually the first book that 
Mike Tucker actually wrote on his own. Um, usually Mike Tucker writes with another writer. Um, his name is Robert uh, Perry. So this is the first book that he actually wrote, shall we say, on his own. And he did a fantastic job. And like I said, I'd look forward to, uh, to reading the rest of them. I think the next one of his is Snow Globe 7 with the Doctor and Martha. Then there's a short the short story, which is Larry and Gift. And then it's The Calling of Terror. Uh, but I've got other big finished stories that I've got to listen to of his. For example, uh, Dust Breeding. That one is the Vesper McCoy story. That's another one on the list that I've got to get to. Um, oh, he also wrote Diamond Dogs, which is a, um, a Peter Capaldi and Bill story. But yeah, he's wrote others and he's got other big finished stories. So yeah, overall, I am excited to hear more from him. Um, I really, really am. So, yeah, that is all she wrote. That's all I have to say about uh, this book. Let me know what you think uh, down below in the comments on YouTube. Are you a fan of the Doctor Who novels? Have you read any of the Doctor Who novels? Uh, if you want to hear more, I have done more Doctor Who novels and I'm looking to do more in the past. So scroll down if you're on Spotify or on YouTube to check out my other Doctor Who uh, book reviews and stay tuned so like subscribe and all that jazz follow me on twitter so you never miss whenever I update a new episode and i will catch you in the next one bye bye